Welcome to the Passing Notes Podcast. Joined with me, who I am, I should introduce myself first, Jack Hansen, this week's uh, host. Joined by my co-host with my father, Mark Hansen. My... A.K.A. Digital Dad. Look at those pixels, bro. A.K.A. Digi Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Is this man in the Matrix or what? Get the, Somebody get this man a camera. <laughs> the analog man <laughs> it's actually just a digital representation of his consciousness unfortunately he's oh. passed on and this it's is zordon uh, yes exactly <laughs> all yeah. right my older brother bart hansen b hans yeah, was... and my good friend cj kale jones it's the man this week do you actually call you cj only me. uh no okay no. Nobody Only really me occasionally, Jack. maybe three times. He remembers. I'm trying to get better at it. Okay, um, one last thing. Um, do you think CJs are normally the J is the middle name? Or what makes a CJ? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think I think it might usually be the middle, like, middle name. What does the name have to be to be a CJ? Carl Joseph? Or, <laughs> Captain anyway. Jack? Get on with it! Anyway. All right. Uh, this week was my pick following my father's Jerry Rafferty, uh, which was the Killer's Hot Fuss. Uh, yeah, but before we get into that, we're going to go over the comments from last week. We have a comment from Jaders, our no, classic hey. usual. In all caps, he goes, Yes, hot fuss. Yes, <laughs> he says. I actually found the band Interpol due to the Killers referencing the Turn on the Bright Lights album as a huge influence of this album. So excited! As for the Jar Dog, weirdly enough, I've been listening to a lot of yacht rock at work lately, so that album fit right into my place in my queue. He left a second comment. P.S. I'm with Jack. One big reveal is best, in my opinion, rather than a. Then a rotating three or four. I like the idea of seasons. Just change up the order each four episodes. Do a random generator or something to pick an order. Yes, that was the idea, Jason. Thank you very much for your input. We were looking for that, and we will go forward with that following the next two weeks, I believe. The next two week, the second week will be our last one. That will be our vault episode, and then that's when we will announce all of our four albums for the first season then we have a third comment from a brand new guy (gasps) the name alan rafferty get out what up quote says well from who knows alan who knows Alan? whose friend is this that just happens to have the same last Says, well, from city to city, it's 400 miles, and I'm bound to wake up every once in a while. That was a quote. It tells the story of him traveling between London and Glasgow, sorting out the legal wrangles from Steelers Wheels management going bust. That's why it's called City to City. I think that was in reference to me wondering why it's called City to City. Uh, And then there's a second part. Home and Dry, top 20 hit in the United States even though it was savagely edited to fit radio playtime. Get this guy is a big Rafferty fan. 
Uh, but thank you, Alan. That was uh, great seeing you comment. Greatly appreciate it. Hope you stick around. All right. Alan, Alan, Alan. Alan, uh, I'd be curious if you happen to see this, what's your favorite city? Yes. Let me know. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> and I'm going to go listen to Home and Dry again. This is great. We increased our comments, if not followers, by 100%. Look at the number. They're shooting through the roof. <laughs> I want to see that graph. Nice. All right. And now we are back to this week's regular scheduled album. I got to say, you know, that graph really wouldn't be much to look at. It would just be <laughs> two dots. It would be like a one or a zero and then a straight line up. It wouldn't be a, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hot bus. Yes, this week, the killers, hot fuss. Killing them. Killing them. Uh, before we dig into this, uh, let's hear about uh, this week's listens or the last two, three weeks' listens. Uh, how you knew if you knew the killers? Um, you know, how'd it go? How'd it go? Uh, let's start with. We're gonna go Kale Bart Dad. I think is the way we're gonna go around. Mm. Sure. Unorthodox. Seems right. Let's do it. Sure. Um, so my first contact with the killers, um, I'm sure was one which was unconscious. Um, obviously one of the biggest hits their entire career, if not the biggest hit, um, is on this record. Um, and at some point somewhere, I guarantee in my youth, I had heard that song before, uh, either the hook, the guitar riff, whatever. Um, but as far as actually knowing who the killers were and actually consciously listening to their music, it was a weird turn of events. Um, I was, um, again, uh, watching a trailer and the song that was playing was so cool. I just had to check out, uh, the song. Um, it was for, uh, the movie Vice, uh, which came out, uh, Christian Bale. It was about, uh, Vice President Dick Cheney, oh. um, and in the in the trailer, uh, the song uh, "The Man" by the Killers um, was playing, and I thought this thing has an awesome beat, and I like that um, certified lean. I'm the man. USDA. I like that a lot. Certified lean. Um, so that song was like my pump up anthem for you know before performances and just when i was you know really feeling myself and ready for the day or what have you um that song was always in the background and i always loved it um as far as this album goes uh enjoyed the absolute heck out of this listen um great band and uh, i'm super excited to get into it for sure. Um, album came out in 2004, so I would have only been 12. I don't think I was quite into them yet, right when this came out, but uh, this CD has been in my car as long as I've owned a car. So uh, I guess my mom must have bought it and I just stole it when I got a car. I don't know, because I definitely didn't buy it. Uh, anyway, don't really have much to say about my listen. You know, like I said, if, if this has been since the Aurora back in 
2014. Uh, I've got a good bit of experience with this one. I knew what I was getting into. They stole it from CD Warehouse. No, the, the it was too pristine. I would have had to steal it new. Hey. Um, I knew the killers only from the two hit songs on this album. And loved both of those songs. Uh, but my listen was interesting because I wasn't the biggest fan of the guy's voice. It's great for those two songs, and especially Somebody Told Me. But as I listened to these newer songs, it took me a while to get used to him as a as a vocalist and like his voice. It took me a long time. In fact, it wasn't till the last listen I was doing my notes that I really latched on and said, okay, now it's not bothering me. I now like his voice. I'm used to him, and I like it. So that that kind of was a um, a trip to get there. Sure. Uh, interesting thing vocally that I didn't notice because I think I was super familiar with the Killers and who they were, but I was playing the man actually for Jaslyn, and I was like, "Guess who it is?" I like to play that. Guess who it is? Test her mind, see if she knows. Um. And she instantly, instantly thought it was nothing but thieves. And to be oh. fa- and to be fair, uh, they have some. Fa- it was at that time when I hadn't didn't listen to them right next to each other. I'm like, it almost does kind of sound similar in a way. They think they have some similar uh, tone things, and they can sound fairly similar if you haven't listened to them and you have a distinct sound in your mind. And I thought that was very cool. Um, yeah, um, as for the Killers, they are from Las Vegas. Uh, they have gone through a slew, they went through a slew of different, um, band members before they really got their start. They were trying to figure out how it was going in Las Vegas, and they had sent plenty of samples and passed it around the area, and they just weren't getting anything. Until finally, they got picked up by a a UK recording company, I think. So then they flew across the sea to record this. And, man, did it turn out to be one of the best albums, I think, for that generation, I think. Or for the 2000s, I would say. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that they got picked up. Um, starting was, off, this one of the that? best albums of the 2000s. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, that's what I said. We just wanted to get that in writing. Yeah, I would say that. Um, all right, let's kick this off uh, with the first track. Jenny was a friend of mine. Yes, indeed, she was. Um, 
is an opening track um gets us off to a great start i think um some great bass work i gotta give a shout out to my man mark stormer on the bass um i will consistently say uh his work on this album is tremendous um his phrasing um and his overall musicianship is awesome um and it's just fun every now and again to hear him put a little lick in there um and it's awesome uh some great guitar work and uh super hooky definitely some power pop um and uh i'm in love with uh this vocalist um brandon flowers um he has some great moments throughout this album um and this is one of them um he has this great uh scream moment towards the uh, latter half of the song which i love um and it's great um the sound uh overall it's kind of got this um little bit of an edge um which marries the vocals very very well um and a line that i really really appreciated and really enjoyed was um uh she couldn't scream when i held her close something that's repeated a few times in this song and i just like the visual that i get from that um it's a very distinct uh picture in my mind at least um there's also a great sense of urgency um, overall throughout this album that I think is um, uh, exemplified here very well. Okay, I'd agree with that. That's that's well said. Kind of the energy is is kind of frenetic and and quick behind a lot of this. I want to try something. I want to try and play you guys something and see if you can see if it's similar. So I'm gonna share this oh boy let's just see if it works okay let's go okay. all right so it's on there all right i'm gonna mute myself okay so that you can't hear it on my speakers let's just listen to like the i think it'll be the first 20 seconds okay Okay, so you got that guitar riff in your head? Yeah. All right, now let me show you one more. <laughs> Am I crazy? Nope. Similar sounds. They're not quite the same. I think they have the same sound, but they're not quite the same. I think you 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 play those back to back on your computer so you can really hear them right after the other. It's pretty crazy. Um, because it, it's hard because the killers one is speed is staying the same tempo if not speeding up while the other one's doing the opposite. It's slowing down. Which is kind of cool though at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, every time this song opens with that, every, I just wait for it to go to the bam. Bam, 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 you know, and I'm like, oh, where's that part? Like, I kind of want that right now instead of this. Like, you got me all riled up, and then you're going to give me Jenny instead. Um, but, I mean, this is still a fun song. Um, I still like it. I just thought that was cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys kind of agree. 
Uh, I remember this as the promenade song um, because that line more than anything else sticks out for me. I think it's probably just because who says promenade? No one. But uh, that we had a fight in the, or what was it? On the promenade out in the rain. It's like, I don't know, that over that kind of weird techno synth beat is, um, I don't know, it's smooth and it's it's cool. I actually wrote, I got that backwards. I wrote, there's a cool smoothness to it. Um, I would say the drummer pops off in this one. Um, I don't know if anybody else really noticed that. And the, and the drummer, I mean, just has a pretty damn good album in general. I mean, I'll, I won't mention him every song, but some he's just like, wow. Maybe I just like his style of fills or what. I don't know, but um, he's doing it for me on most of these. Uh, overall, solid track. Fine opener, I'd say kind of eases you into the band. Uh, doesn't really blow anybody's mind, though. Agreed, agreed. The music starts out uh, bouncy, very catchy for me right off. And then the lyrics turn that on its head as they are dark, or at least they can be interpreted that way. As to me, it seems our narrator is at the police station under suspicion of murder of the <laughs> said Jenny. And I'm like, what? Uh, and then the music turns less bouncy and more kind of thriller chase scene music, which is also great. Agreed. I think this is a, a great opening track. I enjoyed it. And I mean, I they, are, they are uh, the killers, right? Exactly, which is a point I make later, is the more lyrics I hear, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm on board. Right, well, you guys might be onto something here. Uh, Jenny Was a Friend of Mine is the first single of the album and also kicks it off. This is also the third and final part of a trilogy of killer songs detailing the murder of Jenny. The track is the, this track is the interrogation of the killer and his alibi, while the other songs, Midnight Show, and from this record, and Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf from... Uh, think that's sawdust or something like that have to do with the murder itself and the preparation of the killer respectively mm. so yes i mean when i was when i used to listen to this song before i knew what it was about i just thought like he took his breath underneath the chandelier that was you know they were kissing underneath the chandelier that's how i took it and now i'm reading into the lyrics specifically and it's like oh no he's verbatim at a police station getting interrogated and he definitely murdered this girl. <laughs> uh, uh, nice. Yeah. And we all liked it. That's yeah, the, that's it's the great. great. Uh, yeah. And before researching this album and track specifically, I had never had heard or made the connection between these songs. And I must say, I'm very impressed. I always love when artists detail stories through several songs. It's a very interesting and not easy task to pull off, I would say, or at least to pull off well. Brandon does a fantastic job of playing the killer and the guitar and bass lines weave together throughout the song to make for a great tune. I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, so I thought it was interesting how you guys would talk about the killers, and obviously, like you know, it sounds like he's killing somebody. And that's because they are. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, and on to the big hit, Mr. Brightside. Destiny. 
Yes, indeed. Big number one, Mr. Brightside. My only note is, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's it's Mr. Brightside. It's, you know, I mean, personally, I've heard this song many, many, many times, and it's a wonderful song, but I've uh, sort of at the phase of being burnt out with it at this point. <laughs> um, so I will say um, it's a great song, and uh, deservedly um, is a chart topper. And um, all the best to Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Very little to say about this track. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. For sure. Disclaimer, uh, you know, Mark talks about radio play burnout. Um, this is one of those songs for me, kind of probably similar to Kale, maybe, whether it's radio or a million other sources. So I don't know. I don't always love this one these days, but um, I tried to do like, quick thoughts as I'm going through it, like internal monologue, trying not to be a hater. Um, some really nice soaring synths in this one. Uh, I love them. Um, actually, this is a good point. I think this album has some cool, this is maybe something I want to try doing going forward too, but I call album moments, you know, like uh, just really cool either like, epic moments in a song where you know it, it builds to something you know crescendos into something awesome or maybe even just a cool little nuance thing going on um uh, it's something i'm going to try and do i have i have a few in here at least i'm going to pull out a few of my my favorite album moments could be cool if you guys got some yourself or at least i'd love to hear what you think see if any of them line up i think some might be obvious but for me uh building to that destiny is calling me over those synths and that awesome guitar and driving drums that to me is an album moment um and it's even better the second time around when he's blasting that i never you know it's uh it's just it's awesome um is it the after destiny he's calling me you're talking about where he goes open up my eager eyes where he hits that soaring part or no, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the song. I'm talking about when I say soaring. I'm talking about the synths, just how they're. Oh, I don't oh you're talking about the instruments, like okay. airy and like heavenly, or I don't know, just sure, like. Sure, sure. Um, I think it's the song kind of takes a cool emotional turn from being kind of low and despondent, like you know he's seeing his girl maybe with another dude or whatever's going on. He's not feeling so stoked but then like as it's building up to that destiny's calling me moment you know like when he says that line is kind of when it changes or like when it to me it goes from like sounding more sad and despondent to sounding more like positive and upbeat and um i don't know when it when it peaks like that it almost sounds like kind of triumphant uh when he gets there and um i don't even know why but i'm normally enthusiastically singing along by the point it gets to i never um it's the little things about this song that make it cool too, though, right? Like the, when it's just a simple, it was only a kiss. It was only a kiss, you know, like the, just, just little, little tricks they do. It's, it's cheeky. And, uh, you know, I guess I do still kind of like it. Five out of five. Great track. <laughs> that took a turn. Uh, Mr. Brightside, Mr. Paranoia is more like it. 
uh, a great tune, but a sad, sad song. I mean, if you can identify with these lyrics, you know it is a bad, bad place to be. Uh, a really good song that I try hard not to think about the lyrics uh, of, I, um, but still enjoyable, even though uh, those lyrics are a little disconcerting. Yeah, and that's the bright side of it. Uh, <laughs> perhaps the biggest song of the 2000s, I would say. Mr. Brightside has over 200 consecutive weeks in the UK Top 100, more than any other song ever. Going double platinum in the US and triple platinuming in the UK, selling over 1 million copies and having over 1 billion plays on Spotify alone. If you haven't heard the song, where the hell have you been? Uh, <laughs> this song has been played the ever-living shit out of, and yet miraculously, for me, not gotten overplayed. Every time it comes on, it, I mean, if I'm in a good mood, like if I'm in a decent mood, I'm singing this song. As long as I'm not like, poo, the world sucks, uh, I'm gonna go to bed. You know, this is I'm singing along. It's a great, happy song, uh, and that's saying something. I mean, it's been playing, being played that much, and I'm still enjoying it. I mean, it's not watermelon sugar. I'm still going. Uh, a brilliant song, expertly executed, and everyone knows it. All right. It's also one of the few songs that, like, it takes me about four seconds to figure out what it is just with the dune in it like mm -hmm. i can hear the first three notes of the song and i'm like i know exactly what song this is which i mean to do that in and of itself to create something like that i think is also mendable if you've right, seen throw that in there too if you've seen name that tune where they're like i could get that song in five notes oh well i could get that song i could name that tune in four notes I would bet I could name this tune in two notes. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, most I would need is three. I think I could do it in two. That's what I would bet. All right. That's what I would bet uh, what, Randy Jackson. Yeah. Right. Tune, <laughs> tune number three. Smile like you mean it. Smile like you mean it. We're still on the good side of this album. Um, decent chorus. Uh, uh, um, another uh, murderous bass track. That subtle foreshadow. Yes. Hard yeah, a little, little bit. A little bit. Four awesome keyboards and synths. Love it. Um, our vocalist is still doing it for me. Um and wow, that guitar solo is pretty awesome, too. Uh, Got to give a shout out there. Um, someone is playing a game in the house I grew up in. Ooh, it's creepy and weird and fun, and I like it. Um, actually, that whole section, someone is, uh, this, I would call it the someone is section, um, is, uh, is pretty great. Uh, and I uh, enjoy that part very much. 
Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Smile. Smile like right. you mean it. Does he sound like he freaking means it? <laughs> no. That's the point. I don't know. All right. But I got another one for you guys. Here we go. So this one. Oh, okay. Nice. We can start at the beginning here too. All right, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is my. I only have two. I only okay. have two. Okay. All right. So this is my other one. Here we go. We need like first only ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Of... Okay, so we've got that in our heads, right? Yeah. Everybody's got that sound? Here goes part two. that those had to have come on back to back what what happened that's all in this guy's brain up here making these musical nice. connections passing these notes that's almost uh, a, that's almost a sample in the background like geez um pretty cool though um yeah, sure. i i recognized that and well i'm not gonna say recognized it but noticed the similarity and was like huh and what a coincidence, both Jack picks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're on to something or not. Anyway, the ooh, 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 it reminds me of that, so love that. Um, but then, you know, the song kind of drops, and it's not the same energy at all, like, compared to that part of the other song, you know, because that's like when that song is almost peaking, and it's crazy energy, and this one's just about to smile like you mean it. Um, I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, the, I think the guitar uh, and vocals in the verse are kind of nice, actually. Um, the chorus, to me, feels uninspired. Again, maybe that's the point of the song. I wasn't paying a ton of attention to the lyrics. I mean, uh, enough to notice that it sounds like every song could potentially be about killing someone. Um, but, you know, that depends how, how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go. Anyway, uh, I would still say... Don't sleep on this one because even though that chorus sounds like such a lame duck, it can still get stuck in your head. That smile like you mean it. It's happened to me where I've maybe even had to sing it out loud. So solid out of 10. Solid Question. out of 10. Nice. That's correct. Solid out of 10. Okay. Questioning it can uh, get in your head. Brandon Flowers has. Uh... A very distinctive voice and i think he exercises it here with some great phrasing of course it's that simple chorus it's droning but it's still catchy smile like you mean it and has a little bit of a lounge singer vibe smile like you mean it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't think of that i didn't think of that 
Is it is the whole song tongue in cheek? You know, is it a wink and a nod or something? I don't know, but um, I would also agree that the music is less interesting to me on this one than most of the other tracks on the album, for sure. Which this whether the lyrics and vocals are great, which they are very good on most tracks. I almost always like the music, uh, with this exception. Yeah, I mean, it's a good tune, uh, a song I feel I had heard, I've heard before, before I really got to, like, before I was familiar with the song, I feel like I knew it already. Uh, and I don't know if that was because I had heard it elsewhere or what was going on. But, uh, you know, uh, I love the heavy ring of cymbals during the song, almost drowning out the rest of the drums during the short chorus. Like, it's just nothing but cymbals in the chorus, uh, which is interesting. It's not something I had... Uh, consciously noticed before and the guitar solo is great uh the only thing i'm not a huge fan of is those vocals can be very hard to follow singing like it's hard to, to hit that smile like you mean in a way that's like enjoyable or feels right to sing because it just doesn't feel like you're singing it really <laughs> but maybe that's the point and then also and i'm not really sure what the point of it was but the robotic distortion during three lines in the bridge, which I, which was what Kale mentioned, where he's like, in the house that I grew up in, or whatever. There's like, there the robotic distortion on three lines there, and I'm not sure why that is, or why they do that, but I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. Uh, and that's the only time they do it. That's the only time I do it, and I don't know. But, whatever. On to the fourth tune in second big hit somebody told me well somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that i had in february of last year it's not confidential i've got potential oh boy the little goth girl in me loves this song very very much um there's something so urgent and something so um, forceful about this song. It almost um, makes you, you know, you can't not listen to the song. Um, that's what I think makes it a wonderful track. Um, more awesome synth work from my man, Brandon. Um Heaven ain't close in a place like this. I'm a big fan of that part. Um, it's got a wonderful, wonderfully, um, excuse me. He vocalizes that part very well. Um, and wow, another great chorus. Um, super hooky, super singable. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, but a contender for the vault pick, in my opinion. Yes. Techno jamming. <laughs> this one has been played to the moon and back, but I can still get down to this every time. You haven't truly white people partied <laughs> until you've been in a room when this shit comes on and everyone's wasted and this song hits breaking my back just to know her name. That first line comes on, everyone is fucking screaming this. And then when heaven ain't close in a place like this hits, oi, bring the house. 
bring the house down in a place like this unbelievable what a song somehow it manages to build all the way to the chorus even though it's like yes I mean, it, it starts out so high but it's still building um which is insane when we get boyfriend who looks like a girlfriend <laughs> we've now reached iconic status i mean at this point <laughs> if you get a line like that on top of what we've already done musically and just put them in a coffin because it's a, it's over they've killed it um oh i'm sorry you want some icing on your cake you want some flowers <laughs> by their grave hit them with that zoopy <laughs> crazy ass synth to go back into the verse what the fuck is that who does that <laughs> this thing is it's not confidential this one has lived up to its full potential um the mix of rock and electronica music to my ears masterpiece vault this mf crown it uh no cap goat goaded goaded on the stick goaded <laughs> no cap uh what's funny about this is certified that's, that's exactly to the right down to the white people party is exactly <laughs> what i said about this song. <laughs> You took every. What about the Zoopy? The Zoopy. I have Zoopy. I'll show you on my notes. Zoopy. I have it in all caps. How'd you spell it? How'd you spell it? Uh, I, I'm not an all caps guy. I, I capitalized the Z. Um, well, how'd you spell it, though? Uh, Z O O O P Y. Ooh, one more O than me, but yes, we're on the same way. <laughs> I had two. Look. Let me know if you want a screen share. I got it right here. <laughs> Zoopy oh, synth. I said, Kids. and the Zoopy synth back to verse? Wow. <laughs> that was my line. <laughs> Look, if one of the songs on this album has to be the song of the 2000s, it's this one. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah, brother. I love the frantic nature of the song the frenetic nature of the song and some other f words about this song the music and the words work together so well i mean it's you could say it's zoopy um, <laughs> yeah we did and yes i love 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 the alliteration of the chorus somebody told me that you had a boyfriend that looked like a girlfriend oh my god yeah major meltdown right there love it um and the synth piece between the chorus and the second verse, amazing. And then to cap it off, making this radio heaven as this thing goes flying at you out of the speakers, the abrupt ending is so perfect as well. Bam. Boom. This thing is over. See ya. We hit you. We ran you Mic over. Drop. And we ran. <laughs> Love it. It just kept going, really. It just truck sticks right through you and said, "See, ya, we, we gotta keep this thing. We gotta keep this thing moving. This train doesn't stop. You people aren't even a speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> you, you white people partiers. <laughs> yes, a true childhood, a true childhood favorite of mine. It was on Mom's old iPod Mini, and I would just keep skipping to try and find it, and then put it on repeat for a while." After I found it, just put it on repeat, loop that shit, loop it. Uh, 
I mean, I didn't know then what the chorus meant, and I'm still not entirely sure what it's about to this day. And it seems to be a fairly big debate, so I'm just not going to weigh in on it. <laughs> uh, love the tune, though. Quite possibly my favorite use of the New Age synth sound ever. Love the bass track on this, and the almost kind of vampire vocals at the end of the track are amusing. Uh, a certified banger, to be sure. Zoopy, out the wazoo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would agree with everyone's sentiments that this could be also classed as a song of the 2000s, or the song of the 2000s, and uh, a vault contender, to be sure. Quick shout out to uh, Z102.9. <laughs> don't know if anybody remembers that Northeast Iowa classic uh, station, but Z102.9 used to bang this shit on the regular. So, uh, yeah. I think that's where Zoopy originates from, is that radio station. It might. might. Zoopy 102.9. All right. The fifth track All These Things That I've Done. Those of you listening at home, the album has not slowed down. <laughs> it has only picked up, and we have arrived at a certain point. Then, we slow down. <laughs> it gets a little slow here. Uh, some serious U2 vibes from this track, and after uh, listening to an interview of Mr. Uh, Brandon Flowers, um, some serious U2 influences, um, um, including a collaboration between the groups. Uh, so wonderful. Uh, and I'm a big U2 fan that's more yeah, reminiscent are you of the... this track, a collaboration. Oh, no, 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 no. I just mean oh, in oh. their other work, the um, love, uh, love the sound. Uh, fantastic drum sound. Shout out to our guy. I wrote his name down. Um, Ronnie Venucci. Wonderful drum. Ronnie Venucci. Venucci. Ronnie Venucci killing it on the drums this time. Um Ronnie. kind of taking a more uh less is more approach in this song, which uh it's it's an interesting choice. I'll I'll accept it. Um, Kale the gatekeeper talking about... of drums. He'll accept it. <laughs> yes. Oh God. The guy goes. Oh, thank God, Kale's accepted. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kiss the ring. Um, Bart's talking about album moments. Uh, there's a massive one in this one, and for me, is when they are harmonizing on the "I Got Soul." Um, but I'm not a soldier part, and this lady... Album moment alert. There's a lady in the back who just... Reaches. Just murders. <laughs> like, just oh, destroys yeah. it. Um, like, it, it's 
it's not the oh, same, but it, but it's similar to um, every time I hear uh, "Give me shelter," um, when she's right, right out. yeah, that part, it just takes me back to that every time. Uh, shout out to whoever the hell that is. Uh, <laughs> she absolutely crushed it, and frankly, it's my favorite part of the song. <laughs> Hell yeah, definitely an album moment. Was this um, anybody's first time hearing this song? Yep. It was mine. Yeah. Both years. What did you get? What were you guys' reactions like first time hearing this? Like, were you surprised at all, or was it just like, you know, whatever? I dug it. Yeah, I think it fits. Okay. I guess for me, like, it. This could this I, I could have seen this song taking you by surprise a bit, especially with where it was like slotted in the album. I mean, it to me, this really feels like it should be an album finisher. Sure. Um, especially with that album moment we're talking about. I mean, what an epic, epic moment when it's the I got so or I got soldier about soul, but I'm not a soldier. To me, that that this song always felt like the hidden unlock from the album like that you know if you actually had the album you knew that this one was on here and was great especially for that moment but if you didn't most people only knew bright side and somebody uh, told me somebody told me yeah um so i i mean i've been in this one for a, a, a while so it's not as hot with me anymore but and, and i think if i'm being honest i think the song's kind of average until it gets to that point um but but that moment is just so big it almost doesn't matter because if if you can wait it out to that point especially an exercise like this it's almost worth continuing to wait for that moment because it's such a cool part of the song um plus just like i don't know i think a message anybody who isn't really a fighter can relate to i think we're all probably more soulful than we are soldiers uh here if i had to guess so anyway it's a cool song nice Sleeper alert. Sleeper alert. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> Didn't really carry that off very well today. <laughs> uh, you need to do I, a I better think... impression. Man. You should have like slowly trolled us with like a straight lean back, you know, like just a... Like I was out. <laughs> you know, it's weird that sometimes um, I get the, the comment about the location of the song. And I guess I'm kind of maybe different than some. I let the album, I can either listen to these as individual songs and they come as they do without any concept of an album kind of flow. Or in some cases, I'll notice the flow and go, oh, you know, right away, the notes of a song coming up after the song before it and going, oh, that was nice. But just as often, I'm just, that was one track, here's another. So the placement didn't bother me. Um, nothing really bothered me about this. I think I think it's a great song. And I wondered, oh, wow, where have they been hiding this sound? Um, <laughs> yeah. So much about this one is terrific. At least it was for me. Musically, I think it's very riffy very hooky you know how i dig that and the vocals the vocals are calmer uh clearer than in other songs his best in my opinion uh, i think they're beautiful in the opening 
And the music builds, and yes, KL, exactly, I'm reminded of you too, or at least Big Country, if anybody remembers or heard them. Um, and then it kind of switches up to kind of a smart punk sound. Mm -hmm. And then it's the ace. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier super chorus. Um, so anthemic and complete with this rocking choir and the vocalist that you're mentioning, whoever that wonderful person is. Just one huge hook, I think, of this song. And then it finishes as it began. Calm, yet great. I think this is a vault dark horse. Agreed. The dark side of the moon. That's all these things that I've done. A real mixed bag of a song with heavy inspiration, as Kat said, from U2's album, All That You Can't Leave Behind. Brandon was listening to a lot during this song. A straight-up stolen bass line from David Bowie's song, Slow Burn. Straight up yoinked that. Uh, admitted, self-admitted. And the featured gospel choir, The Sweet Inspiration, the sweet inspirations. There's a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is really good. Right, for sure. Um, and almost so much that you don't you don't realize what the song is about, which is about Brandon Flowers. Uh, he is a man of the Mormon faith, and this is all about him not feeling like the type of person to do the traditional mission go on that mission to the mission trip that the religion does which he did not do and that can get you some negative looks in that community uh that's what this song is about he's got he's got soul he believes but he's not the soldier of the faith uh yeah and as though it's amazing it's a mixed bag amazingly enough they seem to work together perfectly the bridge is truly something memorable, as I will always remember it, but forget the actual song title. I always remember. <laughs> I got some, but not a soldier. Never remember what the song is called. Uh, and the build during it all the way to the last scream from the gospel choir is truly out of this world. Uh, really, the whole progression of the song is awesome from the slow start into the uh, intro of the guitars up to the bridge, which the bridge has its own progression. Truly awesome. I mean, this song is, you know, like dad said it's uh it's you know it's the it's the hiding sheep of the the vault song if if somebody told me probably wasn't there this would be this would be the runner and now we hit song number 6 andy you're a star Yes, Andy, you're a star. My first question was, oh, is this another pop reference to Andy Warhol? Um, and then I listened to the lyrics and I was like, nope, it is <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, guitar riff, always down for an awesome guitar riff. Uh, and this one stands out as being a great hook in and of itself. Uh, we're starting to slow down a little bit, which is okay, but for the killers slowing down means the intensity is still there um 
leave your legacy and gold on the plaques. I really enjoy that line. Um, I'm kind of at a loss um, as to what exactly the song is about. And maybe that's just listener error and someone could enlighten me um, or provide another interpretation. But as for me, I'm kind of lost. Um, musically, um, just like the prior song, um, wonderful build, wonderful build in this song. Um, I wrote, I actually, my note is that's how you do it. Um, keep your listener interested and, um, make sure the song goes in a direction. I think this song exemplifies that. I have a feeling Jack has the whole story, so I don't need to spoil it, but um it's about somebody he knew um i love the climax of this track even before i had any idea what the context of the song was or anything which by the way makes it even more awesome um but to me this song has another album of moment on it like it's 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 i would say a little bit uninspiring at the beginning but when he hits that second or maybe it's third Andy, you're a star. And then the boom, like everything comes in right there. Are you kidding? They blindside, they sucker punch you in the face with that. And it is unreal. I love it. I live for that moment. I had seen him and like, you know, they, they, we just finished almost parade marchy, um, all these things that I've done at some points. And then we come to this one and I'm almost imagining him in like, black parade style or even just like you know parade parade clothes singing this song with a baton or some shit when he hits that second and you're a star just fire <laughs> yes fireworks and shit like i i don't know it, i i just imagine it being like a, a dramatic presentation and yeah, um, marches right onto the stage and then boom fire pyrotechnics yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know why i just get a very uh vivid image of that and i listen to this song just for that moment every time because it's a great one well, let's um, look at the Mark Hansen checklist of things I like in a song bold <laughs> uh, jangly guitar all alone to start the song off check vocalist has to give a shout or somebody count them down check so a good start on this one <laughs> And then the hey shut up, hey shut up jumps out like a it's a huge lyrical jump, uh or or lyrical hook, I should say. And then it's just this great driving beat of that guitar. And for me, if I may paraphrase Miley Cyrus of all people, I'm just nodding my head like, yeah. <laughs> Trying to increase our teen girl numbers on the pod. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll do whatever, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Uh, He's desperate. But I, 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 this is another one I liked. I dug it. Awesome. Yeah, so, you know, this one is also contested story-wise. Um, and it could be a mixture of the two, or it could just be one or the other. But let me lay them out for you. Um, the one that's one side says 
they just saying Brandon's gay, uh, and he liked a guy. <laughs> the other side says Andy was a kind of a jock who picked on him in high school, and yet no one will remember Andy because like he's an accountant or something now. And meanwhile, Brandon's the star. I heard that he was like a gym teacher or something. Oh yeah, well. something not you know fame inducing. So no, Andy's only a star in nobody's eyes but mine because Brandon will forever remember them because of the you know life influences. Um, well, nobody else will. So those are the two. Um, one side Either is way. more outwardly spoken than the other. Um, so you know, you know, it's kind of another hotly debated one that I don't. I per, I like the kind of picking on boy one like story wise a lot more, personally, uh, just because like that's epic like, shove it in your face. I'm the star. What the fuck are you now, a gym teacher, bro? Nice, big shot, <laughs> big guy. Come on, man. How football? How far football get you, guy? <laughs> What's wrong with gym teachers, man? <laughs> that. We just lost teachers. a few uh, gym teachers. <laughs> oh, not the gym teachers. They got we'll the easiest the girls They've got the easiest job. They get paid the same as the other teachers, and they sit and watch people play, you know, games. Listen uh, to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, they listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, I love the refrain and the end of the first verse, but. Um, the meat of the verses are a little boring and the guitar can feel uh, repetitive and boring a, a little bit uh, to me but once it gets to that refrain man does it explode as Bart was saying uh, still trying to figure out whether or not it's worth listening to the first two thirds for that ending though it's it's like 50-50 for me uh, it, it is good but it's the last third of the song so you gotta listen to over 50% of it um yeah. Uh, and now we're on to On Top. I guess it's time to do it with me, gentlemen. Do, 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 That song opens a uh, classic homage to uh, a lot of techno stuff, um, which I'm usually not a big fan of, but uh, it works in this song. Um, not a whole lot to say um, that hasn't been said before about other tracks. To me, this one is kind of, eh, it's, it's, it's good. It's all right. Um... I do like the line, though, very much, uh, the velvet sun that shines on me and you. I enjoy that very much. Um, nice play on words. Um, and that's really all I have to say about this track. This one's kind of a, kind of a snoozer for me, and not a sleeper, a snoozer. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a little bit more electro sprinkled in here, like you're talking about with that do-do-do-do-do. Uh, and it's okay. I don't. I don't really love it as much, even being kind of the electric guy. Um, I like the. Well. 
I, I like the airy guitar that, that kind of comes in, um, especially with the chorus. Uh, it really, I don't know. I, I think the chorus is, is, is nice. And I, I agree that something about that Velvet Sun line is, is, is very nice as well. This, I said that this reminded me of like a gorilla's instrumental almost mm -hmm. that this guy is singing over. Um, that, that's kind of the vibe I get, which is also weird because I'm a pretty big gorillas fan as well, which is also an album I potentially have on the horizon. Um, I don't know. I just call it a decent track. It's all right. I don't feel too strongly one way or another. I'm glancing over at my, uh, feed, my video feed occasionally, and I finally been bothering me and i finally does anybody remember max headroom yeah max headroom on mtv it was a digital character that, yes yeah i think i uh, it's like my video is max headroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gotta look it up but max headroom but at least the but at least the audio is running properly wasn't there also a weird Headroom, um, like TV interruption thing, you know, where they acted like there was a weird fake broadcast, like someone took over the signal. Well, he'd Maybe. always come, yeah, he'd always come on. He's on the TV. Okay. Always. Nice. And, yeah, and then his vocals would, you know, kind of glitch. Uh, anyway. I'll see if I can I, find I was trying to figure out what does this remind me of? It reminds me of MTV in the 80s, I guess. Um, for this on top, musically, this one kind of starts slow for me. Um, the verses are okay. But then things really turned around. I thought the chorus, the chorus just soars. And then the music kicks in. And this song for me started to kick some ass. Uh, I was really digging it by the end. And it almost finished too soon. I was just like, wow, that got really good. And then it quit. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good ride. I liked it. Yeah, it's one of those rare songs where I really appreciate and focus on the instrumental more than the vocals. Uh, I found myself focusing on the guitars for the majority of the song, and I love when they come back into the refrain, refrain from the instrumental break. I, there, it's a song... These next couple songs are not ones that like spring into your head out of nowhere, and they're not necessarily memorable. But like when you get to them, like you're like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. It's not one that like you're gonna save forever and like seek out. But I still think that they're they're pretty good. Uh, I think this one's a good song overall, but there's not a ton that's noteworthy. And then we go into Change Your Mind. Hey guys, I can't even recognize myself Doing their thing at the beginning of this song. Awesome intro. Um, and I, I just, I, I can't tell you, I just like to hear bands play music and that's what they do in the first part. They don't, 
you know, there's no interruption of that synth sound, which was kind of wearing on me every time I got to this song. Um, then it comes in and it's fine and it does the job. Um, it has a very fun feel. Um, our vocalist, Brandon, is a bit more laid back. This one, I feel he's not so intense. Um, going back to that kind of crooner sound that Mark mentioned earlier, um, he's kind of falling back into that a little bit, and I enjoy it. Um, there's some lovely harmonizing going on, um, as well as the drum work, uh, which is stupendous on this track. Um we're all the same, and love is blind. Aw, that's cute. Uh, other than that, not a really, uh, not a not a super strong one for me. Dude, that's my first note as well. Is wanting to give the drummer a shout out. Shout out, he's working extra hard on this track. Ronnie Venucci, how you doing? Hey, hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie boy, been so long. <laughs> Also, to me, I don't know what it was. This song kind of hit me. Hearing the guitar on this, that um, the guitar kind of sounds like that most of the time. So, like when I got to this song, I was like, if you don't recognize this guitar song by now, were you really listening to the album? Because this is kind of how the Killers part. Yes. But anyway, um, this was actually one of my first earworms on the album. Um, I came home uh, from listening to this in the car because, of course, I'd skipped to just the songs that I didn't really know. And and then I just started singing to Mariah, like, if the answer is no, can I change your mind? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, guess this one's got some hookiness to it. I don't, I don't have a ton to say about it either way, but I just enjoy a casual listen to this one, and um, it's not a bad one to have in your head. I can agree with things both of you have said. At the start of this one, I'm thinking this is kind of a killer's formula song. It sounds like many of their other tunes. However, as it went on, it changed my mind indeed uh i think this is an easily overlooked gem of a performance i think it's very well done and good to the last note it's simple <laughs> and often simple is really good yeah this song is similar to the last track to the nth degree for me with the fact that it's one of those rare songs where i really appreciate folks on the instrumental because on this one, it's just awesome. Uh, where the drumming is superb on this track, and I love the high-pitched guitar or keyboard. I don't know what it is. It's hard to tell, whatever the heck it is. I even had Jasmine listen to it. I'm like, is this a keyboard or a guitar? Please tell me. And she's like, ah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a guitar strumming, but it could be like a keyboard you know, sound. So it's it's I'm having a hard time figuring it out. Uh, and also the little key drag or slide, whatever you want to call it, you know, when you push down the key and just kind of drag, uh, into the bridge is also very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, the next track, Believe Me, Natalie.
last chance. Oh, yes. Another song and another name. It's ethereal intro brings us in. Different than anything I had ever heard. We're getting a little bit more sci-fi, and I dig it. Um, and then this motherfucker. <laughs> my boy. My my guy. Mr. Venucci comes in with this. I'm like, I'm with you, man. Uh, yep. Um, I, I'm telling you, the, his musicianship is really a highlight of this track um there's some great subtlety and intonation that he does with some of his fills that are just oh divine i'd like to go see him i would see this band just for him frankly um then their instrumental break uh crazy cymbal shit in this one where it's yeah. like yeah he's 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 killing it on this one if it's the one i think it is criminally underrated uh drummer um he needs more clout i think um then their instrumental break uh it rocks um again i just really like hearing this band play uh their instruments um and it's it's an effective little tune um yeah definitely some nice moments in this one um when the band comes in with because I, I don't i don't know do they come in on the first time he does it or is it in the second verse when he's like find a go go dance to disco like does does the band come in right away when he hits that line or what either way whenever the band comes in it's fire early synth break fire when the horns come in with the the horns come in and the last time he hits that line fire bam, bam. Um, yeah, they're great. They're a little offbeat beeping. Love it. Um, and even the outro has a pretty cool synth in it. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a solid track, but for some reason, this one just doesn't hold my attention super well. Um, I don't know. It, it's good. Not great. It's good, though. Hey, I got to say, this one got me excited with that terrific guitar that sounds like, I mean, I thought, that's got to be U2's The Edge playing this. Cool. It reminds me so much of uh, his playing. But alas, that is the best part of the song, and then this one falls flat uh, for me anyway. And that means it's hammer time. The lyrics and the phrasing seem like a stream of consciousness exercise that should remain an exercise rather than an album track. And, uh, Got for believe me, Natalie. Absolutely love Brennan's vocals when he hits that. This is your last chance. That first one, man, everything drops out and he's got that fancy your last chance. That's yeah, a pretty good moment. That's yeah. a pretty good moment. I do like that. Uh, it's so good every time. Love the little progression from the last chorus when the horns come out and Brennan's vocals start getting a little looser. Horns are fire. Always, you know, I'm a sucker. Uh, and into the Brilliant. outro where it fades beautifully. Mwah. This track is slept on in my book. Believe me, I've listened to it several times. Several. Several times. Many, several. many times. Maybe two or three. Um, no, <laughs> many more. Uh, 
the next one, the second to last on the U.S. release of the album, Midnight Show. She turned her face to speak, but no one heard her cry. Midnight Show, uh, a little bit more of a story song, um, and it makes a little bit more sense to me lyrically. Um, it paints a very vivid picture, both musically uh, and vocally. Um, not a whole lot to say about this one. Again, they it's kind of a, a copy-paste killer song, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but it, but it works. I think it's effective. There's a lot of... Uh, great things that i've mentioned before drums are great uh, another great bass track um yeah that's about it for this one uh yeah i mean that draw faster boy <laughs> you know that's really strong that's yeah. that's strong Strong moment. That's a moment. It's a moment. I don't know if it's an album moment, but it's a moment. Um, there's also a cool guitar moment in the verses. Um, I need to kind of listen to know exactly what it is I'm talking about in this note. I don't know, but from my notes, <laughs> what <laughs> moment I'm exactly. I try to, like, normally when I do stuff like this, I also try and type out or, like, what it sounds like, you know, phonetically. <laughs> and I have. Bio 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 you. What is that? What is that? I don't remember this moment. So, that could be any synth thing in the entire album. Um, so I'm bio, having a little bit of a bio. hard time knowing exactly what I'm talking about there. I'm gonna listen to it and then pop back in. Um, he's really working on some nice O's on this one with the you know boy you know or what's the other one um go or show or what i don't know um or oh it's no he does no right no 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 which is also fire pretty fire part um i don't know i like a lot of tracks on here i don't really have anything bad to say about it but i mean there's just a really high bar on this album and You know, this one's all right compared to it. It's a solid one. I don't mind it. I'm going to listen to this guitar part now real quick, and I'll get back to you. Well, that could be anything from... I mean, <laughs> with that so kind tight. of description, could be any of the synth. Uh, yes, so as I had mentioned at the beginning, this is the second song in the murder trilogy detailing the actual murder of Jenny. Brandon's soaring vocals kill it on this song love this tune super upbeat and all of the instrumentation is great and pairs perfectly with brandon singing one of my favorites and i would argue that the drive faster as a whole is a little bit of an album moment um you know you can't say that two big hits are the only album moments i mean there's another half of the album and yes those two fantastic songs do set a high bar for the album but I don't think any of these are letting it da- the album down. They're not bringing it down, per se, from the ones we've listened to so far. Um, <laughs> uh, 
the next one might. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Are uh, you about to cue into the next track? Go ahead. All right. No, this is perfect timing. Let me share my... I know I said I only was going to do it twice. <laughs> Let me share my screen one more time. Remember what I said. That's how I read this. Poor typing. Uh, poor, poor, poor word, poor letter. Uh, yeah. Word. Here's the part. Here's the part I'm talking. Let's be. I needed to extend the e's and the w's, like to represent it all but that you know i would i do want to say that part specifically i don't remember what i was listening to but w when i got my xbox 360 like right when it came out back in 06 also by the way totally wrong when i was talking about the years in this i think i said 2014 at the beginning of the podcast when this was in my car i, I said the album oh in the car before. okay i said it was in my car since 2014 this has been in my car since 2008 um is what i meant oh, to say. wow um Anyway, um, I used to we used to play Forza Motorsport a lot. Um, some of my friends and I. And if you've played the game, you know sometimes you're it's I mean it's a racing game, but it's supposed to be you know semi realistic or maybe even pretty realistic. I don't know, but you know you can you can race on like um, some famous ass racetracks in Europe, like in Germany, it's like Nurburgring or Nuremberg. Nuremberg. Yeah, and it's like a 26-mile lap, <laughs> so it takes you, like, almost that long to finish a lap, you know? So you're, you're in this race for, like, an hour, and I would just queue up music to listen to. Well, I would do it, you know, because I'd be racing comms, mostly, and I would just be bored. I wouldn't want to just hear track noise the whole time, you know, my engine revving and maybe me smashing into the barricade or something. Um, so I would put music on, and this just this song, I mean, obviously, driving theme, drive, drive faster, faster. Boy, but <laughs> that guitar part specifically just, rem I don't know, for some reason puts me in that moment of... Um, of listening to music and playing that game and i wish i would have been listening to this song at that time i mean what a what a perfect song for for that scenario i, I almost want to cue for it's up right now just drive around <laughs> listening to this because i feel like it'd be a good time you know drive what what better motivation than someone screaming at you drive faster boy <laughs> anyway right. uh let's finish this thing up yeah let's, hey, let's, before let's, we go to the next let's put a bow on oh yeah go ahead yeah. Do you guys mind if I put in my two cents since I've I wrote some notes? I mean, you can skip me on the next one because I actually call that a skip alert. But okay. Um, since I Wait, you got past time in trouble. Um, I know Jack was very excited about getting his feelings about the song. Dang! You skipped him on this. I didn't even notice. That's what hurts the most. Savage. <laughs> That's what hurts the most. Uh, Wait, what? Hilarious. We're you went have, after Bart. We have to check the tape on this. I'm after Bart, and then you're after me. Ordinarily. Oh, I skipped you? You skipped me. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
Yeah, what yeah, about yeah. Midnight Show? This one was a skip? <laughs> Midnight Show was a skip? No, the next song you can skip me because it is a skip alert for oh, me. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah go ahead for Midnight Show. On the next one too. You can skip me on the next one, too. But, but Midnight Show, I'd like to show up for a moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I thought the music, the vocals, and the lyrics are all uh, a fun ride. Kind of like a haunted tunnel of love. Um, and there were no real hooks in this one, but I enjoyed it just the same. So there's some kind of alert. I'm not sure what kind, but, um, and there's uh, some, uh, some cool lyrics in this. I like the one I got a blanket in the backseat of my mind. Not exactly sure what it means, but I like the sentiment anyway. And call me late to the party, but yes, now... I understood why they called themselves the Killers. Uh, it may be the Barney Fife of musicology, but uh, yeah, at this point in the right. album, listen. What does I'm that going, mean? What does that mean? What? The Barney Fife of musicology. What does that mean? Barney? I mean, you talked about, you referred to Barney in the Andy Griffith show, right? Oh, that Barney's is. That's that's him, the second Barney reference. Yeah, he's he's the slow slow on the take deputy there that doesn't know what's going on ever. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Bringing us was... back on track here. They're not called the Killers because of the the, the songs about killing. They've actually named themselves the Killers as that was the name of a fictional band in the music video for the New Order song Crystal. Uh, apparently, that so that's okay. niche. Cool, yeah. cool story, bro. I I think I'd stick to the because they kill people in their songs. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's just yeah. the three songs. Anyway, thank you. I've got my two cents in on Midnight Show. Okay, I apologize for skipping you. Speaking of skips, everything will be all right. Three words, bad acid trip. <laughs> That's all I have. All right. Bart is looking like he's having one of his own. Um, I'm sorry. I just saw an insane um, disc drop online. I'm going to have to immediately partake in that. Oh, my God. Um, just got the notification. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in there. But I don't have shit to say about this song. Are you kidding okay. me? All I would say is no, no, I'm sorry, but everything will not be all right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So everything will be all right. For me, I had big M83 vibes kind of from this song, though I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, I, I saw a direct correlation between you liking M83 and this song. I thought like there was a direct path of travel. Like you had, oh. I, you had this in your car for several years, and then you like M83. So like I see like passable. Okay. I see a direct correlation. 
Uh, though I'm not the biggest fan of the song, it gives us the vibe of a mystery show intro or like outro song. Like there's a there's like a case that needs to be solved, and like this is kind of like the kind of spooky, kind of thought provoking song, except extended to almost six minutes long, uh, <laughs> when it's supposed to be thirty to forty five seconds. Uh, the guitar solo at the end is pretty decent, but I usually skip this one because it slows the whole album down, which is not what I want from it. So when we we're talking about this album having a high bar, I would agree, but I wouldn't say that necessarily any of the other songs like, are such a disappointment besides this song. I think this song is almost the only reason why I don't think I can give it a five is because of this song. Now, Stinker. Yeah. That being said, I don't know how many of you have the next song because I know Bart, the next song wasn't on his playlist. <laughs> in Amazon Music, but this was technically part of the album, just wasn't part of the first two times it was released, but it was also later re-recorded for Sawdust. So, does who has glamorous indie rock and roll? Okay, so us three have it. Bart, did you even listen to it? No. Okay, well then us three will talk about glamorous indie rock and roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, glamorous indie rock and roll. Um, interesting. Um, at this point in the album, um, if you're going chronologically, it's um, it's different uh, than the Killers' sound that I remember them for, at least on other tracks. Um, a bit more demo-y, uh, in my opinion. And uh, as far as lyrics... Um, definitely not my favorite. Um, a lot on this one. So, yep. Interesting. Um, I thought this was the perfect album closer. I thought it was kind of anthemic, yet humorous, if that can be a thing. Um, and the chorus is Brandon's best vocal performance ever granted this is the only album i've heard from the killers but he'll never surpass this because he'll never have a better lyric than it's indie rock and roll for me the fake raw emotion the underlying sarcasm these are things i can get behind i like there allegedly this is one of brandon's least favorite killer songs because people often interpret it as the band trying to be indie, in which he responded to in an interview, not a moment in my life has been spent trying to be indie, stating the song was meant to be ironic. Uh, <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, personally, I really like the song, all the way from the definite punk sound of it all the way to the Bohemian Rhapsody-esque guitar rift into the bridge. That it. Stay if you want to love me. Stay. Personally, I feel like it's a great end of the album, even though it wasn't on the CD release, kind of. But uh, I think it's great. I, I would have much preferred uh, this to be flip-flop with everything be all right. 
uh, not flip flop, just get rid of everything, be all right, and have this be the ending. Would have been perfect. Uh, probably would have been a five album for me. Um, but the fact that probably half of the population who owned the, probably eight, nine tenths of the people who owned the CD didn't hear the song. Um, cause it was like for the Japanese release or something. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, interesting for sure. Uh, and that is hot fuss. All right. We did it. Good times. Us get to the rating. I, as I previously stated, said that it didn't quite make a five just because of that last song. A five has got to be, and I've kind of debated this because there's not really a perfect album. So like a five has to be like almost like pretty much perfect. Just round up from point at five. I mean, come on. It's just everything will be all right. It's also six minutes. Uh, so I got. I think I just gotta give it a four. Although it is a really standout record, it, it's a it's a very high four, nearly a five. Sorry, you only do even numbers, whole numbers. Three point five for me. Three point five. Three point five. Yep. Okay. Four for me. Shoot, just under that. Okay, Bart. Is that a four? All right, go ahead, Bart. I'll give it a four. And I'm gonna shoot just under Mark. I think it's a three point four. Okay, three point four. Making that a 3.725. Ooh, not bad. Awesome. And now... And now. Potentially the easiest decision. Let us debate the... <laughs> vault song. Baby. Anyone... Would like to uh, raise their hand and um, nominate a song. Nope. No nominations. You already, you already know where my feelings are on this. I couldn't have been more. I couldn't have possibly <laughs> been more vocal. Okay, so you were Three. all about everything will be all right. Got it. Um. <laughs> Somebody told me. Somebody oh, no, told man. me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Agreed. Hey, since we're on the vault, I have a suggestion to add mm. to uh, the pod, just as something we could do from now on, just an idea just came into my head. Okay. I would like to put in uh, the honorable mention sure. into uh, the pod, into uh, the vault as well, um, which I think, one moment, let me get out my notes one more time. Our vault runner-up this evening. I think the runner-up, in my opinion, I think it's all the things I've done. I I would more than happily consider that a runner-up. Definitely. Definitely. 100% right here. 
Bart, Anyone? do you have a say on I guess I second it. Uh, do we need any more than that? Wait, what are we... You're saying you're changing to all these things that I've done? No. No, no. you no. got to stop buying discs and... Sorry, it was uh, it's a limited time frame here. And they're pink. They're pink. Oh, well, you've got to get it then. I did. It's done. Okay, great. Okay, well, so, tune back in, guy. He's Sign introducing for Bale is... It's done now. It's done. Okay. Bale's tune back to Z102.9. Honorable mention, Vault. Vault runner-up. Whatever you want in there. They're the, second, they're the first losers. <laughs> All, all these things that I've done, he suggested, and I second. As a second. Yes. Right. Fine. I don't care. Okay. So uh, the vault song is Somebody Told Me with an Honorable Mention uh, newly added thing, which we have kind of been doing. You ain't first or last. Just kind of, we've just kind of unofficially kind of been doing it, probably. Uh, the Honorable Mention, all the things that I've done. For sure, I would put that there. That has been it for the do 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 vault. Uh, and yeah, my screen for the sound effect next time <laughs> from that YouTube playlist I had of vault sounds. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so that brings us to next week's host, Kale Jones, and his pick. Uh, we already got all know it but go ahead and we tell do. people oh, yes. what uh you've got for us in store yes uh one of my favorite artists maybe ever um sort of an extension of my rick james week but kind of not really different artist all to his own uh and a guy who um is a legend um mr isaac hayes and hot buttered soul album came out in 1969 and uh, was an immediate success. Uh, and in the group chat, I am going to post a required, required viewing for this one. What? Um, what? Did he do that? This is a, this is a, sh yes, this is a short video uh which weirdly enough when i was listening to the album um to just happened them. to show up on my feed um and i watched it and thought it was a great analysis of the first uh song off the album and a little bit about who isaac hayes was and his importance to not only um um for african-american artists but for uh what it means to be um an artist just in general um very important person uh, who's often forgotten and swept under the rug uh, in music history. Um, if you're familiar with the show South Park, um, Isaac Hayes was the voice of Chef for a very long time, mm. um, which unfortunately is what most people know him as, um, instead of the brilliant, brilliant artist um, who I love and adore very much. And of course, uh, a little addendum this album only has four songs but those songs are long um so for the final track um it's clocking really close to a 19 minute song um 
the reason for that is because Mr. Hayes does this very long uh, monologue sort of at the beginning. Um, and it tells a story. Um, for the first listen, please, please take a listen to the story. Um, but if you're going to do repeated listens, feel free to just skip to the song. All right. Well, <clears throat> I got my one listen to the Super monologue. Excited. It's crazy you say that. I didn't even, I totally forgot that he was chef. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. That's a revelation to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so going forward, we're going to do a normal kale week, and then we're going to vault all the albums we haven't vaulted leading, like, since Kale joined and we started vaulting. Uh, it doesn't have to be all of them. It could just be uh, a few that would be manageable to, like, give a refresh listen to uh, throughout that next week so that you... Well, know can't be that many that we didn't vault with kale right i bet we uh well you can count them up and see how many we got uh i was kind of counting on you because you've got that list yeah okay so and there's um, even one that you chose not to rate which i'm hoping that you'll have a rating for this time okay. you did not rate san Furman jackrabbit mm. You thought you were not able to read it at the time. Because you were drunk. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, no idea. <laughs> Couldn't read it at the time. Thank you for listening to the Fast Notes podcast. Listen to Hot Buttered Soul from Isaac Hayes. Uh, and check back in with us to see, hear our opinions and share some of yours in the comments. Remember to leave a comment down below. And we will read it next episode. We always enjoy hearing from you, especially from my man Jaders. Alan, hope you're still here. Likely not. Uh, but if you are, that's awesome. Uh, peace. Good night, all. Adios.